0: Good evening. Thank you all for being here. Listen to her Hearts is what I was originally going to base this lesson off of, but then it sort of went another way. But Listen to her Hearts is one of my top five most favorite songs I've ever heard. It has a very powerful message in in what it sings. And um, I've been looking forward to this lesson, even though I'm nervous, but I'm happy to present it. Um, Today, I was also working somewhere else, and I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it, but luckily everything worked out and I made it. So if you will, turn with me to uh, Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. That's where our first verse is going to be taken from. Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. So that my lesson is on the heart. I have three points, um, a worried heart, a broken heart, and a joyful heart. Let's start with uh, a worried heart. What does it mean to worry? The dictionary defines it as giving, give way to anxiety or unease, allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles, also a state of anxiety or uncertainty over actual or potential problems. Let's read Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And, to, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. These verses are talking about not being anxious about anything, but in everything we do in prayer and supplication to God, we put everything in God's hands. It is not something, it is, is that not something hard to do? Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. And it reads Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink nor about the body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air for neither for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Let your heavenly Father feed them. Yet yet your heavenly Father fe- feeds them. Are you not more valued than they? Which of you by, which of you by worrying, can you add one cubit to stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither pull nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For all, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. So sufficient for the day, and its own troubles. So let's break down. Let's break this passage down, starting with verse 25. Jesus is telling us not to worry about earthly actions, which, earthly actions. God will give us everything that we need, not what we want, but he will give us everything we need. Our focus needs to be on God, not what we want, not what we will eat or what we will drink. Look at verse 26. Jesus is talking about the birds, how they don't store food and stuff and stay living in one area but yet god still gives them what they need to serve will god not do that for his own children in verse 27 he is saying if we worry we will not grow in the bible and we will not get smarter with bible knowledge but lack of it because we will be worrying about ourselves in verses 28 through 30, Jesus is talking about the lilies of the field, and how they don't worry about how they look, eh, but God will provide for them. He talks about Solomon. We know Solomon had everything he could ever want, and he didn't worry about God not providing for him. If God and if God flows the grass that is destroyed the next day, he will not he will not flow thus for every day. And and say we have little, fa- and say we have little faith. Do we have little faith when we worry? We don't. We do because if we did have faith in God in those trouble, in these troubles, what would we need to worry about? Worrying puts a burden on our hearts, a big burden that is hard to remove. In verses thirty one through thirty four, God knows what we need. He will give us what we what we need, but we have to look to him in everything we do. The more we look to God, the more the less of a burden he will have. I, I want to be clear about worrying. It is different from being concerned. Being concerned is when you have whatever it is on our mind, but that isn't our main focus. Being worried is about something and putting all your focus on that thing which turns us away from God. Our focus is more on whatever we're worrying about instead of um, what God will provide for us and having faith in God and just being concerned. We are concerned about this item, but it's not. Fo- we're not focused on it completely. We can have. We can do other stuff. The burden that comes with worrying separates us from God. We focus only on whatever on whatever it is we are worried about and forget to focus on God and study his word. Turn with me to Psalms 55, verse 22. Psalms 55, verse 22. It says, Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. If we cast all our burdens on God, he will provide for us anything we need. And if we're righteous in His, in His ways, we won't be moved. We won't be, um, we won't lose track of God. Also in Isaiah 41:10, it says, "Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will keep you. I will uphold you with My righteous right hand." He's saying He's always with us. He's never going to leave us. If we are worried about something, we lose focus on God and we are the ones turning away from God. We are the ones getting farther away from God. That is our own actions. He's always there for us. And in John 14 verse 1 says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Now let's talk about a broken heart. Have you ever betrayed someone? Have you ever made fun of someone or something they did? Have you ever been betrayed by someone, or have you ever been made fun of by someone, or have you ever been made fun of because of something you do? If you have, you know how it feels. We are broken when we we are broken, and we are sad, and we sometimes feel useless. But we usually we usually try to find a way to get back at them, even if we don't do anything to them. We, still the thought still goes through my mind let's talk about two men that hearts was that were broken the two men are Peter Peter and Judas um, Jesus Christ has been betrayed jesus Jesus Christ has been made fun of he has been literally beaten to the ground and he has he has been spit on slapped hit and crucified but he never once thought about getting back at um, someone, If you will, turn with me to Matthew 26, verses 14 through 16. Matthew 26, verses 14 through 16. And it reads, Then one of the twelve, called Judas Isc- Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out 30, him 30 pieces of silver, so that, so from that time he, bought, he sought opportunity to betray him. Judas went to the Jews to get money to betray Jesus. And jump down with me to verses uh, 21 and 25. It reads, Now as they were eating, he said, as Surely I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and each one of them Began to say to him, Lord, is it I? He answered and said, He who dipped his hand with me in the dish will betray me. The Son of Man is indeed the Son of Man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed, it is it would have been better it would have been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, who was betraying him, answered and said, Rabbi, is it I? And he said to him, You have you have it. You have said it. The Jews paid Judas thirty pieces of silver to betray Jesus. How could you betray someone who you have spent so much time with, who is your friend, who you've studied with, who has been with you for so long. But he did it for the money. Turn with me to Matthew twenty seven, verses three through five. Matthew 27, 3-5 It reads Then Judas, his betrayer see, seeing that he had been condemned and remorseful and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood and they said, what is that of us to See to it? Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself Jesus' heart was broken after seeing that he did betray his friend, and he tried to give the money back. He was devastated. He didn't know what to do after he betrayed Jesus. He knew that Jesus was innocent, and he realized it. Jesus was so brokenhearted that he killed himself. He didn't look for God to help. Um, He let sin win, and and now turn with me to Matthew 26, verses 31 through 35. Matthew 26, 31 through 35. And it reads, And Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the sh- shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been risen, I will go therefore to Galilee. Peter answered and said to him, "Even if Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never... Who made you stumble, Jesus answered him Jesus answered, said to him, I surely I say to you that this night before the rooster crows you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I die even if I have to die for you, with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Peter's Peter just got told that he'll be he will betray Jesus. He will turn his back on him, and Peter made it a bold statement, saying, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Let's read Matthew twenty-six sixty-nine 69 through 75. 69, verse, 69 and verse, verse 69 through 75. It reads, Now Peter sat outside of the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied it before them all, all saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth, but again he denied with an oath, I do not know this man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are the one of them. You are... For Your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word of Jesus. Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. When Jesus was being taken away, Peter followed, and three people asked him, If he was with Jesus, but three times Peter denied it. And on the third time, a rooster crowed and Peter remembered what Jesus told him. I like uh, in Luke's account verse in verse 61, it says, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter and Peter remembered the words of the Lord, how he said to him before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter and Jesus made eye contact and that had to be devastating for Peter, knowing that what he's. What he stated, what statement he said, uh, completely turned back on Jesus. Jesus and Peter made eye contact after he denied him. I don't know about you, but that had to be rough. <clears throat> then Peter went out and wept, knowing he betrayed Jesus Christ. But he didn't kill himself. He accepted the sin he committed and tried to do better, and he did. And he did. He became one of the best teachers ever in the Bible he looked to God and tried his best to follow him he touched the gospel he teached the gospel to anyone and everyone he could ever he he could even when it was dangerous he preached God's word until he died Um, and that's uh, pretty great he denied Jesus Christ which is really really bad but he turned his life around or he makes his life better and continued preaching the gospel. When we got made fun of for being made fun of or betrayed, we are going to ask God. We need to. We need to ask God to be with us and to try to handle it in our own. God is always going to be with us. We are just the ones um, that are taking it. That are moving away from God now the last point uh, joyful heart what brings joy into your life is it hanging out with friends and family is it playing games maybe it's going hiking or just relaxing at home watching a sports game the things that bring, the things that bring joy to our life right to our life is um, but that is a physical joy these things are just physical What makes your spirit joyful? Last year I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica. This mission trip changed my life. I had so much fun on the trip. I learned so much more about being a Christian. And I learned how much I didn't know about the Bible. It really opened my eyes. But that only made me want to study more. When I was over there, I found out how little I thought, how little I did know um, but it made me want to reach out and study more and get more into God's Word. Um, living in the United States, we have not made, which is why it's hard to have a joyful spirit sometimes. Being in Costa Rica, people were willing to were wanting to know about Jesus. They wanted to learn, even if they were already Catholic, they were really interested in what we had to say. Turn with me to Galatians 5, verses 22 through 26. It's Galatians 5 verses 22 through 26. And it reads But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have the Spirit. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with this passion and desire. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in Spirit. Let us not become concerned, providing one another, envying one another. Verses 22 and 23 tells us that the fruit of the Spirit tells us of the fruit of the Spirit. And if we strive to have these qualities, you will most definitely have a joyful life. Life is hard. We all know it. If we strive to have these qualities, you will see life differently. Life will be full of joy. Those of you who are Christians, look, think back to when you became a Christian. Do you remember how how you felt? I felt I could take on anything and I felt the true a true bond with God and that feeling is a feeling that we can lose pretty easily. Because of being worried or having a broken heart, by getting distracted on earthly objects. Once you lose that bond, it's very hard to get back. You have to really study and be diligent about following God. This is why we have to strive every day to have love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These qualities will give you that relationship with God. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Isaiah 40.31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Proverbs three verses five 3.5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And one last verse. Turn with me to Hebrews 13, verses 5 through 6. Hebrews 13, verses 5 through 6. And it reads Let your conduct be without covetousness, be content with such things as you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. what can man do to me? I hope everyone can say that statement the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? If you are here tonight and are not a Christian, come forward and we will baptize you for the rest of your sins. And if you are also here tonight and are a Christian but have sin in your life, come forward and we will pray for you. Come let us stand and sing.